Welcome to the Drop Hunters podcast where we launch into all things NFL fantasy from down under. My name is Jasper Chelopar and for the last time, Ben Filosi. Uh, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm going well. Uh, last week of the NFL season, so looking forward to it and seeing where, where the teams end up heading into playoffs. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting season. It's been a long one, but also one that you know has kind of gone by in the blink of an eye. Let's um let's recap our league because it finished up the other week, um, and we we have to give a big congratulations to our man, our editor Todd Davy, who t- who took it all home. A better Mahomes and Gardens, one of the best names in the league as well. But um, he got the job done over you, Ben. Uh, yeah, Todd did uh, beat me, so I was a bit disappointed to you know get so close and then lose. But to be all credit to Todd, to be fair, um, he made some massive moves. He brought in the Dallas defense when they played Washington, and they had two Ooh. pick sixes and about five sacks, so about <laughs> twenty six points. So that was that was a genius move by him. Um, and then just on top of that, all season long, he sort of he's been right at the top. Um, we saw it early on in the season; he had those massive scores, and everyone was. So scared to face his team and is putting up those big, you know, 130, 140 scores a week. So definitely a deserving winner. And um, I had Fry move on my foot as well, who didn't end up playing. He got me a zero and Todd decided to go and bench Alvin Kamara because of that. And he's he still got the W anyway by <laughs> three and a half points. So yeah, I think it just goes and shows that um, definitely was a well-deserving winner. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely savage. But um, it's worth mentioning as well that, Derrick Henry was out. He was the reason, you know, he was up and a, up and about in the first half of the season. Derrick Henry was absolutely leading him, um, as well as Tyreek Hill. You know, one of those two guys was going off um, every other week for him. Uh, and then, you know, Derrick Henry goes out. He's on IR. He's out for the season, basically. And then, you know, he, he decided um, to, to bolster his running back stocks by trading Tyreek Hill to me for Alvin Kamara while he was kind of out as well. So he, he took the plunge with that one to bolster the running back stocks and, and it didn't even matter in the end. He, he went ahead. He, I think he started Jeff Wilson against you. The, the Niners yep. like fifth string running back at, who put up a touchdown and had a really nice game. Um, there were, there were some really ballsy plays from Todd who, who got the win. He got the win over me and then he got the win over you in the final. Um, so big congratulations to our man. Um, better Mahomes and gardens takes it out uh, elsewhere. I mean, Maya Shannon was fantastic. He finished up fourth. I got, I pipped him in the in the third place game. Um, Zeke and destroy. Yeah, he, his team was fantastic. You know, Zeke Elliott probably wasn't the best first round pick um, in hindsight, but you know, the the luxury of drafting Jonathan Taylor, he absolutely carried in the second half of the season. He was fantastic as well as having Jamar Chase. Um, that's a pretty dynamic duo. We're, we're going to get onto our. Um, next year predictions and those two will feature pretty high up for our wide receiver and our running backs. Um, so, you know, those two guys absolutely carried Meyer. Um, you you came in, uh, finished uh, second overall after finals, but you only just snuck into the playoffs, um, tied um, just to, to get into the playoffs there. Um, then we had Dominic Crenidi with Western Sydney COVID clusters. That's more relevant than ever right now. Jackie Dodd came in um, sixth with the Oakland Raiders. Jason Irvine uh, with these kids wear browns. And then bringing up the rear, Ben, our friend from the podcast, Dan Koppel with more than words. He finished with three wins on the season, three and 11. Um, yeah, it was a pretty disappointing season for Dan <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he, he did get a little bit unlucky with some of the guys he had, obviously going getting injured. Um, you know, guys like David Montgomery, Russell Wilson, who missed, you know, long periods of time. You know, 
Terry McClellan as well. He was you know, really underwhelming this season, but yeah, overall, um, a pretty disappointing um, season for Dan. Yes, well, you know, he was unlucky, but at the same time, he drafted Travis Kelsey in the first round. Um, and Kelsey only missed, you know, one, maybe two games. I think it was only one in the end for the COVID protocols. So, you know, he got lucky with this first rounder as opposed to you with Christian McCaffrey, Todd with Derek Henry and the like. Um, Aaron Jones was another one who missed a lot of time. So uh, not too many excuses for Dan, in my opinion. And, you know, not a great name either. More than words. I think he changed his name three or four times. Um, I would like to see some actions out of him, but we just didn't see it this season. Let's get on to next season because, you know, this this season is is in the rearview mirror pretty much already. We're coming into the last week um, and not too many leagues will be having more, more of their fantasy playoffs um, in the final week of the season for good reason. Next season, um, we've gone ahead. We've taken a look at who we're predicting to be the top five in each position. So running back, wide receiver, tight end and quarterback. Um, we'll reference their averages from this season and, and what their kind of high scores, their ceilings are as well. Um, as well as their natural progression and what we see, you know, their situation being. But first up, um, who do we have as the the top running back um, projected for next season, Ben? Uh, I think it's only fair to have Jonathan Taylor as the number one running back heading into next season. Obviously, he's had a massive season this year and definitely his back end of the season, sort of second half has just been huge where they've really trusted him a lot. And, you know, he's he's been putting up 100-plus rushing yards every game. We've seen scores of 50 from him. Um, he's been he's been massive to finish off this season and definitely should be you know the top running back heading into next season and it's this natural progression that we're kind of talking about with Jonathan Taylor he's in his second season now and he's taken this massive leap in his third season he should be well and truly in his prime Um, he's that kind of he's that rushing quarterback who who kind of gets yards after contact and he's he's a real good red zone threat and the Colts just give him the ball 25 plus times a game so I think his job security like his role is just you know as safe as anything um and he's shown that you know you can stack the box but it won't matter um for for this guy and and it's you know the same goes for number two who's you know got that injury which probably bumps him down to number two because he did lead everyone um for his average this season but it's Derek Henry in at number two Ben um, uh, like I said, led everyone uh, for his average of 23 points per game. That included an injury-affected game as well, I might add. But, you know, we saw it all from him. He, he threw a touchdown. Um, he was rushing three, four, five touchdowns in a game. Um, there was one point in the season where we thought about packing it up because Todd was going to take home the victory just purely through Derrick Henry. Uh, it was absolutely ridiculous what he's been able to do. He's the king for a reason. Um, we got him at two just because of the injury concerns, his age, how many seasons he's been rushing at this level for. Um, but I think those two are, are pretty far and away that the guys will be taken in the top three or four of the of the draft next season, Ben. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Derek Henry was been massive this season. And I even had my sort of doubts about him heading into this season, um, especially after how good he did last season. I thought that he couldn't top it. And as we saw over the first eight games he played, he was definitely on track to top that. Um, it was, I think, after the first... Even by like week 10 or 11, he was still leading the league in rushing touchdowns. And I think that he was ranked third in, uh, if you looked at his rushing uh, um, yards after, um, you know, after getting tackled or whatever, um, I think he was third in that as well. So he's just, we know it's impossible to stop. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. as you said, um, had three games this year where he had three touchdowns. So I think that definitely he deserves to be in um, that second place spot just because I, I, I don't think that you can take the risk of you know, thinking he might slow down because um, 
if he doesn't, then, you know, as we had to face for the first half of the year with Todd, um, he's just a nightmare to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Now, coming in at three, he was a guy taken at two in a lot of drafts. I think that was his ADP coming to this season. Dalvin Cook, um, he's had just a, a super injury-interrupted year and he hasn't you know, hasn't been able to get anything done. I think Alexander Madison has probably had more touches than him over the course of the year, which is pretty crazy. That's, you know, that's how injury affected it's been. He ended up with an average of 15. There was, you know, was a couple injury affected games in there. Um, he's had a few different things going on, including having his hair pulled at one point, Ben. Um, but I think Davin Cook's a guy where you just can't ignore the the sheer brilliance of him. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Um, he's a bull rusher, but he's also just, you know, incredibly elusive as well. He's an incredible red zone threat and the Vikings, we know how much they run the ball. I just don't think that you can afford to pass him up, um, at this stage, you know, and we've got him at number three, I think. Yeah. If he's fit and healthy, he's definitely one of the best running backs in the league. Um, as we saw those, you know, stretches throughout this season where he was able to put a few games together, uh, he usually gets 20 plus carries a game, you know, um, definitely gets a lot of touchdowns. So yeah, he definitely is one that um, should definitely be up there. It's just if he can, you know, hopefully not be injured as much as what we saw this season. Exactly. The same can be said for your number one pick, the first guy off the board in, in the majority of drafts this year. Christian McCaffrey comes in at number four for our running back projections next season. Um, it, it, we know how good he can be, especially in a PPR, half PPR league. Um, but, you know, having two injury affected seasons in a row, um, there's a little bit of doubt about um, if he can stand up to, you know, 17 weeks of NFL, uh, of the NFL. Um, yeah, this season, obviously another injury affected season. He, but when he did play though, out of the seven games he did um, you know, play, he got four of them, he scored 20 points or more. So he definitely still has the ability to score. Um, and obviously he was ranked as the number one running back coming to this season, just because as well as being able to rush the ball a ridiculous amount of yards, he also is involved in the passing game, probably more than any other running back in the NFL. So I think there's definitely a massive upside there, but just, you know, coming off two back-to-back seasons where he's, you know, missed a lot of time. I think that um, he's another guy that, you know, he probably falls down our rankings just a little bit because of that, but um, still, you know, it's worth picking him up because if he is healthy for a season, he is, you know, he's probably going to go take back that number one running back spot. Exactly. Um, and, you know, speaking of that passing game, coming in at fifth for our projections, he's a guy who finished third overall for average, at least so far um, throughout the season is Austin Eckler. Now he was a second round guy for a lot of drafts um, purely because of his injury concerns. And that's what we've been talking about with Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, but you can't afford to pass this guy up and he's been healthy this season, which has been huge for the charges um, for his, himself and his owners, 18.8 points per game he's been averaging in half PPR. Um, this is a guy where, you know, if you took him in the second round, a lot of, you know, fantasy championships were won um, off the off the back of Austin Eckler owners. Um, yeah, he's he's been another guy who's sort of really had a massive season this season, only dropped below double digits twice throughout the year. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely one that if he goes and keeps this up again next season, he's going to be, you know, a must-have. Um, and he's definitely been a massive difference maker this year for coaches that have had him. Now, let's give a few apologies here. Those are our top five, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Austin Eckler. But there's a guy that was taking the top three of a lot of drafts, and we've omitted him out of this one. That's Alvin Kamara, um, purely probably because of you know a bit of age, some form concerns, um, his trajectory, I think, and the Saints just not being a very good offense right now. 
Um, Alvin Kamara just misses out on the top five, Ben. Um, yeah, we did see, you know, he didn't quite have the season that we were sort of hoping for. Um, you know, there were a few games where he wasn't really able to go get you know, massive yards um, in the rushing. And also, I think he was a guy that after we saw him have six touchdowns in that game at the end of last season, we would have hoped would be a little bit more involved in the passing game than what he was. Um, it was a little bit sort of sporadic, but um, he's still going to be, you know, one of the best running backs in the league, I think, next season, but just probably not a top five running back. Yeah, usually he's such a good passer, um, a catcher of the ball, but uh, the receptions and the targets just weren't quite there this year. Maybe that's a quarterback issue. No Drew Brees, obviously, but, um, you know, that's got to bump him down. He did finish, you know, fifth overall um, in average still. So it's been an incredible season for Kamara, but not quite what owners were hoping for. Um, To finish off our apologies, Najee Harris is a guy that we probably expect to improve Next season, we talk about that, that sophomore season in the NFL. Najee Harris will be going into his next year. And um, on that Steelers offense, he's the only guy that's you know going to be rushing the ball. Um, he's going to get 20-plus carries. So we probably expect some uptick in his performance. Um, he, he's, this season, you know, he was a second-round pick, and he, he was really good. He averaged you know, 16 points, which is good enough for six um, for all running backs. Um, and we probably expect that to improve a little bit. So he just misses out on our top five. Joe Mixon's a guy who's been healthy this season, which has been fantastic for owners. Um, Todd was very happy about picking him up in third, maybe even fourth round of our draft. Um, so he'll be stoked about that. And, and Joe Mixon carried him to a championship uh, this year. And then Nick Chubb is another guy. The concerns about Chubb for me is the red zone work. He just doesn't get enough of it. He's such a good runner and he's going to be up there for total yards every single year. Um, He's in the prime of his career right now, but I just don't think the red zone work is there right now for, for Nick Chubb. Ben. Um, Yeah, definitely sharing the carries as well with Kareem Hunt. You know, we've, we've sort of this season, you know, had sort of concerns about running backs that were sort of splitting the load and Cleveland probably the one team where we didn't have those concerns, but, yeah, it probably stops him from being a top five running back just based on the fact that he is, you know, splitting, you know, um, the load a little bit with Kareem Hunt and obviously doesn't isn't involved at all in the passing game. And Kareem Hunt has been getting you know, the majority of the red zone work as well. So, um, yeah, Nick Chubb obviously still, you know, a great option, but just probably not a top five option just based on that. So our apologies are Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Nick Chubb. A couple of dark horses I just want to quickly touch on. Elijah Mitchell is an absolute bruiser for the 49ers. And, you know, when he plays, he performs. You know, coming into his rookie season, no one expected him to be getting anything. He was one of the wave wire pickups of the year, along with Cordaro Patterson. But um, he's going to be the lead running back for the 49ers. You know, they've got two quarterbacks right now, and Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't know who's going to be starting next season. If it is Trey Lance, maybe that puts Elijah Mitchell down a little bit further, but he's a guy that I think could genuinely crack this top five if everything goes right. He averaged 14.7 points this year. Um, and, you know, in the carries that he's going 20 plus, he's put up 25.3, 15.9 and 20 on the weekend. So I think that he could be a guy that um, definitely cracks this top five if given the right opportunities. And David Montgomery probably doesn't put up the, the yards right now. Um, but on a Chicago Bears offense that hopefully improves next year with with a better Justin Fields, um, I think his red zone work is just incredible. It's one of the best in the league. Um, and he could be a guy who also knocks on the door of the, of the top five as well, Ben. Um, yeah. Touching on Elijah Mitchell, do you reckon that Trey Sermon, you know, coming back from injury, do you reckon he might go get a bit more work in 
as as the, as the sort of lead running back over Elijah Mitchell a little, or do you reckon Elijah Mitchell's locked up that spot after this season? Yeah, it's a good question as well as um, Raheem Mostert. I might add, you know, he got injured in the first round of the year, and um, he should be back at some point next season as well. But on Trey Sermon, we expected him to be the the backup to Mostert. So when he went out, everyone was grabbing him um, if they didn't draft him already because he was taken ahead of uh, Elijah Mitchell in the draft. I think uh, Mitchell was a fifth round pick, and most and sorry, Sermon was a third round pick. So. We expected Sermon to be ahead in the order, but he wasn't. Um, and since he's, you know, kind of got some snaps, he hasn't looked fantastic. He's had a couple fumbles. And Elijah Mitchell, I think, is just so far ahead of him right now. Um, he's a guy to look for for the future, but I'm pretty confident that Elijah Mitchell, you know, gets 80% of the work for, for the 49ers. Let's get on to our wide receivers. And there is absolutely no debate about who should be the number one wide receiver taken off the draft board next year. Cooper Cup has just been incredible for you, Ben. Um, talk us through his season and, and where he goes to from here. Um, I'm not really sure where he goes to from here sort of how he, he can improve on such a great season. <laughs> um, you know, it, leading into the season, Robert Woods was thought to be the, the better choice in between so the wide receivers at the Rams. But um, I don't think anyone was expecting Cup to be this good and for his connection with Matt Stafford to be as good as what it was. But... He's just had an insane season. Um, he's been so reliable from week to week. He's put up you know, massive scores. Um, you know, he, he's, he's broken all these records and everything. And um, the interesting stat that I've seen is that the, out of the 272.9 fantasy points he's had this year, it's more than all the Browns um, wide receivers combined, more than all the Giants wide receivers combined, more than all the Broncos wide receivers combined and more than all the Panthers wide receivers combined. So pretty much if you just have Cooper Cup, you're all good. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be hard to see it not continue next year. Odell Beckham's been great, but he, I mean, his numbers with Odell are just as good as they were with Robert Woods, who will be out next season as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford's still going to be a great quarterback. And, you know, the Rams are still going to be a great offense led by a great defense. So I don't think anything, you know, goes downhill from here for, for Cup because simply he's unstoppable. He, he runs routes as well as anyone in the league. Um, but, you know, he, he's, a, he's a veteran wide receiver and I, I don't see it going downhill next season. I think he could potentially be, he'll be a top three pick. He could potentially be the first pick um, if teams are high enough on what he can produce as a wide receiver compared to the rest of the field. At number two, a guy that just was not on the radars of anyone um, prior uh, in the preseason. All the talk was about how Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football. He was dropping him. He couldn't catch a football. He proved everyone wrong straight away. And on the weekend, he put up 50 points, Ben. Um, what's his output for next year? Because right now, you know, he's a, he's a top five wide receiver this year. So what's he going to do next year? I think with what we've seen from Cincinnati that sort of last two or three weeks, um, Jamar Chase is going to have a massive season next year. That that, that passing offense is just – it's incredible um, how much just all of those receivers go get the ball. Um, yeah. Even though there are sort of, you know, you got Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, Jamar Chase still is able to go get plenty of the ball. Um, he obviously has that great connection with Joe Burrow as well. And so I'm expecting next season for him to have another massive season. Um, as we saw this year, he sort of surprised everyone with just how good he was. And obviously that game on the weekend was just incredible. You know, three touchdowns and 266 yards. It's just, 
yeah, it's it's like it's Madden numbers. Yeah, it was easily the performance of the year. Um, won a few fantasy finals, I'm sure of it. And you know, just to put up 50 points, that round number is is simply incredible. I can't believe. Uh, I can't believe what I was watching on the weekend for Jamal Chase against a, an incredible um, defense as well. It was just, it was so good to watch. Now, his LSU buddy, Justin Jefferson in his second year was unbelievable. And I expect that to continue in his third. Um, we don't trust Kirk Cousins, but we can trust Justin Jefferson's hands. They're about as safe as they come in the league. Uh, Adam Thielen was a problem coming in. We thought, you know, that was probably the reason Justin Jefferson went in like maybe the third round. And we're like, oh, Thielen... You know, he'll get the red zone work because he's such, you know, he's such a reliable, you know, target. But Jefferson is so good and he's so fun to watch that I think he's a top three wide receiver next year. He's finished up as a top five wide receiver this year with an average of 16 and a high of 30.1 points. Um, but uh, I think, you know, Jefferson is just only going to improve from here. Yeah, he's been really consistent as well this year. He's, you know, each week he's guaranteed to give you double digit numbers and, He's really shown that he doesn't need to get a lot of the ball to even put up big points. Um, you know, he's, he's really good at going and getting the ball and then extending the play as well. And uh, every single time I watch Minnesota play, he always just seems to, you know, catch a touchdown as well. So I think he's going to be, you know, a really good player um, for the next, you know, decade to come uh, in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Now onto four, it's a bit of a different story here. Tyreek Hill, um, he was, you know, the top two wide receiver taken off the board along with Devontae Adams this year. Um, but he probably didn't live up to the hype. He started off with a 31.6, which was incredible. Had a 42.1 against Philadelphia as well. Um, but he was very up and down, wasn't he, Ben? And he, he finished up with a 15.02 average, which is good enough for sixth best as a wide receiver. Um, why do we see that his upside's better than that? Is it just simply because Mahomes is going to be a better player than he was as inconsistent as he was because there were issues with Tyreek Hill just being double teamed and stuff as well. Yeah, I think this is when Kansas weren't playing that well at the start of the season, their offense didn't really seem to be clicking. Obviously, that did affect Tyreek Hill a bit, but we did see in sort of the second half of the year, he did score, you know, he, he was able to go, you know, put up those sort of big numbers um, that we have seen, but he still did have some games where he was very quiet. So I think it's, it's hard to not, think that he can, you know, bounce back from what we've seen. Just we know the talent he is. We know how quick he is, um, you know, getting the separation from receivers. So I think that just based on his sort of history and what he's done over sort of the last three or four years, I think he still deserves to be a top five wide receiver um, just based on that. But I think there are a few sort of, I guess, red flags just from what we saw this season that maybe, you know, him getting double teamed and things like that, that maybe um, – he could potentially drop off a little bit, but still, after all that, he still was the sixth, um, still the sixth best average. So um, I think he's still going to be, you know, a really good option for next season. Now to round it out, um, this guy finished second for average behind Cooper Cup. You know, he had a pretty incredible season again with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, 18.29 this season, a high of 32.1. Um, he's got the ceiling. He's the red zone threat. Um, the issue is... Where does he end up? Does he get franchise tagged and stay with the Packers while Rodgers moves on? Does he move on with Rodgers? In that case, I think that's probably the best case scenario for him because if he's stuck with Love, I'm not too sure he's a top five wide receiver. So that's just going to be a big watch over the offseason. Hey, Ben. Um, yeah, definitely with Devonta Adams. If Rodgers does stay in Green Bay, he's definitely, he's probably better than um, fifth place um, in the yeah, one yeah, yeah. But 
it's just there's just so many unknowns just right now about what happens with Green Bay um, and that then says obviously Green Bay is not worrying about that at the moment but um, just as you know in fantasy point of view we don't exactly know where he's going to end up next year um, you know who his teammates will be who will be the quarterback so I think it's just a few questions there and even if he does end up with another team which you know might be the case I still think he you know the talent is he'll still be able to put up really good numbers still but I just think that he's um a lot of his, you know, what makes him so good is that he does have Aaron Rodgers as well throwing him the ball. Yeah. Now, a big apology, firstly, to my boy Debo Samuel, who just misses out on the top five. Um, he has had an unbelievable season for me after I drafted him in, like, you know, the sixth or the seventh round, something ridiculous, behind Brandon Ayuk. Um, that's how that's how far down he was going uh, in, in drafts this year. He will be a top you know, he'll be a first to second round guy this season easily, but there are a little kind of doubts about how easily this can be replicated. And I'll also add the slight injury risk of him playing so many snaps at running back and rushing the ball that much, you know, running backs don't last as long in this league as wide receivers. We obviously know that. And Debo was taking a lot of snaps at running back. He's doing, you know, he, he does it all in this offense for the 49ers. There's a little bit of doubt about what quarterback he gets next season. If it's Trey Lance, I'm not too sure what his ceiling is because Trey Lance isn't as good a, um, at throwing the ball as Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, that's just that's just facts right now. Um, he had a, he had an 18.2 average low this year and he, his high was only 31.7. He was so consistent um, and he's a great red zone threat. I, Debo is a guy that I will be looking to draft in the second round if he's still available, but there are a little bit of doubt, isn't there, isn't there Ben? Yeah, definitely with just how we saw in the second half of the year that he started rushing the ball a little bit, and obviously that's where he was getting, you know, the majority of his points in some of those games. Um, so I, I think there is that little worry there that with next season, if San Francisco is back to full health, um, and if he's just playing as just the wide receiver, um, you know, what type of score can he put up? And obviously there's a lot of sort of questions. Is I going to be more involved next year? You know, who the quarterback is, as you mentioned. So I think that there's definitely um, a, lot of, a lot of potential there for him, but just based on there's a few question marks heading into next season, I think that's why he probably doesn't slip into the top five. Apologies also to Stefan Diggs um, and CD Lamb as well. Ben, who I know you're bullish on for next season. Stefan Diggs is a guy you drafted and uh, he didn't quite live up to the hype of a top three wide receiver. He was a bit disappointed, point, uh, disappointing, sorry. Um, and then also CD has tailed off um, to end this season. Uh, I think there's just too many mouths to feed right now for the Dallas Cowboys. Murray Cooper is a, is a wide receiver one in his own right. Uh, Dalton Schultz has emerged uh, to be a, a really potent uh, offensive option, plus Zeke and then Tony Pollard as well. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, and Dak Prescott probably hasn't been playing up to his usual standards. I'm not too sure if CD is going to be a top five wide receiver next year. Oh, well, Michael Gallup, I don't think, is going to be playing a whole next year. Um, I did his ACO, I think, on the weekend. So I think that might help CD a little bit um, early on. But obviously, we, yeah, we saw at the start of the season, though, that he was getting massive target numbers. So I think if he gets those big target numbers again, um, he could really be, you know, really dangerous player. And obviously we do know how dynamic that Dallas offense is. So I think that there's a lot of potential there for him to, to really break out. Um, but yeah, I, as you did say, there's a lot of mouths to feed um, in Dallas. And then on Stefan Diggs as well, it's, it's just sort of a similar situation to CD where 
there's a lot of options as well that Josh Allen has to throw to. And we did see this yep. season that that sort of did affect Diggs, um, you know, quite a bit when, you know, guys like Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, you know, Dawson Knox, um, Emmanuel Sanders, all those guys were also going getting involved in the passing game. I think that did affect his scores a little bit this year. And I don't think that, you know, he's going to, I think that season he had last year, I don't think he's going to be able to re- replicate that again um, leading into next season either. A couple of rookies that I want to mention who could do a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson next year. Jalen Waddle is a guy who looks dominant for the Miami Dolphins. So if Tua can you know, become a reliable uh, guy with the ball in hand, then Jalen Waddle is going to explode next year. And, and I'm really confident about his potential. He gets high yardage, needs to work in his red zone threat. Um, but he's just a guy that can do it all. He's a bit of a Swiss army knife along with Debo. And then also a guy that has emerged in the last few weeks um, and won a few fantasy finals. I'm sure of it. I'm on Ra St. Brown for the Detroit lions has been unbelievable. Ben, he has just been exceptional. He had 30 points on the weekend again. And he's a guy, you know, you've taken off waivers about a month ago and he's won you a fantasy final uh, in a lot of cases. Yeah, he's been one of the best wide receivers in the league over the last sort of month. Um, it's just coming out of nowhere uh, either. Just like no one knew who this guy was. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's in he's in Detroit as well. So, you know, probably not that many people are watching what Detroit's doing. Um, and people that were, you know, smart enough to pick him up off the waiver wire, um, they've been, you know, rewarded massively because he's scoring just as well as anyone at the moment. And he's pretty much quarterback proof as well. We've seen the last two weeks the Lions have had Tim Boyle in at quarterback and it hasn't mattered whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. St. Brown's still been getting so much of the ball and obviously getting heaps of yards, getting touchdowns. So I think he's one next year as well that will be really interesting to see where he falls in drafts. Yeah. Um, just because of the hype leading, I guess, the finishing off this season, you know, some people might overvalue him, but then again, they might undervalue him. So I think it'll be really interesting to see where he falls if he's sort of a second-round wide receiver or um, or where else he might be. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, the facts remain he does still play for the Detroit Lions. So, you know, there's a lot of instability with his role and um, the quarterback situation there. So our top five wide receivers projected for next season, Cooper Cup in at one, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams with a bit of an asterisk because we need to find out where he ends up because he could be much higher or a bit lower than this. Uh, spot at fifth uh, with apologies to Debo Samuel, Stefan Diggs and CeeDee Lamb. And then Jalen Waddle and Amon Ross State Brown are our watchers for next year. A bit of a dark horse. Those two could crack into the top five with a bit of luck. But let's get on to our tight ends. This will be a bit quicker because there are some, you know, guys head and shoulders above the rest. And we'll start off with the guy that was taken first of all tight ends, Travis Kelsey. He's had a really good season. Um, he's actually currently second for wide uh, for tight ends right now but he just plays as a slot receiver and you know that's that's as good as it gets in the tight end position you know the reliability of Travis Kelsey is pretty high um yeah I can just see him doing what he's been doing for the last you know few seasons again next season um you know Mahomes you know, targets him plenty um you know he gets plenty of yards he gets he gets touchdowns uh, I think that you know he's probably going to be well, he's easily going to be you know one of the top two wide receivers again next season I don't really think there's sort of too yeah. much worry heading into next season with him yeah, and then the guy kind of breathing down his neck wasn't what we expected this year. Um, Darren Waller and George Kittle were taken ahead of him in, as the top three tight ends. But Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens has been absolutely stellar. His ceiling games are 
incredible. We were just talking about that Indianapolis Colts game where the Ravens came back in week six or seven. Um, that was one of the games of the year. And he was catching every single ball that Lamar Jackson was throwing. It was just, it was pretty insane to watch. He ended up with two touchdowns there. Um, he's a guy that's almost QB proof as we've seen over the last few weeks. And his upside is, you know, I think he's only 24, 25 years old. His upside is incredible. Yeah, he's been a guy that um, I think last season he was one of the top sort of five uh, tight ends. But obviously, you know, there was a bit of a gap between him and sort of the top three. But this season definitely took a leap forward. Um, you know, he's got he, – he, it's similar, I guess, to Travis Kelsey in a way, but just every week he gets plenty of yards, he gets touchdowns, he gets targeted plenty. And he's been, you know, super consistent. And especially sort of the last few weeks as well when Baltimore – you know, have had Lamar Jackson out and had had have had to put in guys like Tyler Huntley and um, Josh Johnston. He's still just he's been that reliable guy that you know they can rely on. If they throw the ball to him, he's going to go catch it and he's going to make plays for his team. Yeah, there's about as reliable as they come right now. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller um, in at three, just pips George Kittle here. He's you know had a really injury interrupted season. He started off in the first uh, week of the year on fire. Um, and I think there was a, a few trade requests thrown around because he, he looked absolutely incredible for the Las Vegas Raiders. Hasn't been able to replicate at all, but we know how athletic and how good he can be. Um, so we're just got to rely on him, you know, getting healthy next year. Um, yeah, we saw what he did in 2020. And so I think it's just a bit of, you know, hoping he can return to that form because he was one of you know the top, you know, I think he was the second best tight end that season. So yeah, I think it's just um, hoping that he can return to that. And obviously, Derek Carr loves throwing him the ball as well. So, I think he'll be you know pretty safe to be a top five guy again next year. On to number four, um, George Kittle is you know a guy who's probably not as safe as the top three or the top two at least. Um, he's had some incredible ceiling games, but he's also had some real shockers. And you know, that, there's still that injury factor at play with Kittle, but he is the people's tight end, um, and he's going to be you know a guy that people draft pretty early on. Um, because you know the the upside of of him is is incredible for the 49ers. Um, yeah, as you said, is that sort of the upside that he does have, and obviously we do know the tight end position. There's not a massive amount of depth there, so having someone that you know can have those weeks where they you know pump out 20 point games, he's definitely one you know he's worth having. Even though he's going to have some weeks where he's going to have you know pretty low scores when he's playing more of the team game and blocking more. On to five. This is a guy that you're really high on next year. He's coming into his sophomore season after a you know a pretty solid rookie campaign for a tight end. Um, who have you got at number five here, Ben? Uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts. So he, he didn't have you no. Know, it wasn't the most amazing you know, first sort of rookie season, but also his scores were only pretty much based just on his yardage and his receptions because he only scored one touchdown for the season. So. I think that, you know, if he gets a few more touchdowns next season, which I do expect him to go have, and, you know, he'll be better for having, you know, this season in the NFL and, you know, getting used to, you know, what it's like playing against, you know, the best, you know, defences in the, in the world. So I think that he'll definitely be better for that. And, um, yeah, I, I, he'll definitely have, you know, a better season next year. And, you know, there's not, as I said before, not a whole lot of depth at the tight end position. So, I think he's a guy that you can trust that, you know, each week he's going to go and have, you know, a nice amount of usage and, and all that. So I, I think he's definitely one to, you know, look out for as a top five tight end. A couple of apologies here. Um, Rob Gronkowski, is this guy going to slow down? We're not too sure about it. Uh, it's really hard to pin down where Gronk goes because he's a guy that was taken really late in drafts this year. 
um, started the house, started like a house on fire and probably just, you know, injuries as part of the course for a guy at his age coming out of retirement. But we've said the same about Tom Brady. When does he slow down? So when does, when does Gronk actually slow down, Ben? I don't know because you thought that this season, you know, he might slow down, especially in 2020. He didn't, he wasn't, you know, the most reliable tight end, but you saw this season, he was, he was massive. He started off the season so well. Um, he had those few games where he had, you know, two touchdowns. Um, the, the connection between him and Brady looked better than ever. So you, you would think that, you know, after, you know, a few more injuries this season that he might not be as reliable as what we saw last season, but I just think you, you never know with him um, because he's just, he just gets the job done. Exactly. It's, it's just, that's about as simple as it gets right now. And that's what you want it for a tight end. Um, Dalton Schultz is a really interesting one. He's, he's had a huge uh, kind of second half of the season for the Cowboys and it's become one of Dak Prescott's favorites as well. No Michael Gallup, as you mentioned um, for next season, Amari Cooper and CD is still obviously the targets, but Knox has been really good and he's been, um, sorry, and Schultz has been really good and he's been a, a pretty good red zone threat as well. Um, yeah, he's definitely, you know, had the targets as well that you would want to see from, you know, your tight end. So I think he's, yeah, another guy who's, you know, he's, he has the potential to have some really, um, you know, solid games as well. So he's definitely one to, to look out for next season. And finally, a couple guys I want to keep an eye on here. TJ Hawkinson, I drafted him, um, thought that he would have a really productive season. And he, he did for the most part. I thought it was a really solid season from the youngster, but he does still play for the Detroit Lions, as, as we said with Armand Ra St. Brown. Um, we can't trust that QB situation. We can't trust that organization. So Hawk is someone who I think has the potential, um, but I'm not too sure if he's going to reach it next season. And then Dawson Knox. A uh, bit of an interesting one here that Josh Allen, you know, decided he loved him for a few weeks there, decided he hated him afterwards. Um, can't quite work out his role in this offense, but the potential is there, isn't it, Ben? Um, yeah, we did see there were those games where obviously he had those massive scores um, and, you know, Josh Allen was you know, looking to throw the ball to him. So I think just based on that, he's got to be one to, you know, keep an eye out as well on because um, you, just, you, you just never know. Um, and especially with tight ends, you know, if he, for all we know, he could, he could burst onto the scene next season, especially in that uh, Buffalo offense. Now let's get on to our quarterbacks. Uh, we've, we've gone through our tight ends. They are Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, George Kittle, and rounding that out. Kyle Pitts, uh, we're expecting to improve upon his rookie season. Our quarterbacks, um, this is the guy who led all quarterbacks this season. He was drafted second in most leagues. Josh Allen has had a really good year, all in all. Um, yeah, he's, he's obviously passes the ball a ton. Um, you know, we saw him in the second half of the year start to run a lot more than, than what he did in the first half of the season. So just when you go combine the fact that he is also a threat to, you know, run the ball and go get touchdowns as well, um, you know, he's, he's clearly, you know, going to be, you know, up there as, you know, one of the best quarterbacks again next season, um, especially with all the weapons he's got as well. I think that there's, He's not going to slow down at all. Yeah, this Bills offense is an absolute juggernaut. And he, you know, he ran in two touchdowns on the weekend. And, you know, he, he does that pretty often uh, because, you know, he's such a, he's such a bull and a, and a truck when he uh, gets going as well at six foot four. Kyler Murray in at two uh, for our projections. He started the season incredibly, as did the Arizona Cardinals. But um, he probably just hasn't used his legs as much as we expected. And that's that 
in my opinion, it's come down to injury. I think he's been a little bit banged up this year. And hopefully if he gets, you know, a clean bill of health next year, he can be a guy that can, you know, run, rush for, you know, 50 yards every single game. Yeah, obviously Arizona got off to that like, really hot start to the season, um, which, you know, and Kyler Murray was an MVP favourite after the sort of first five or six weeks of the season. Then obviously did go get injured, as we've sort of seen has happened, um, you know, even last season, he did go get injured after that hot start. But yeah, if, if, he's, if he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he's pretty you know, guaranteed to go give you at least 20 points each week. Uh, on, to, on to number three. Is this, are we doing this right? I don't know. Our quarterback projections look weird, but Jalen Hurts comes in at three. He's averaging 20 points per game this season. Whenever you watch him, he's just not good. He's not a good quarterback, but boy, can he run. (laughs) And that's the, that's the sole reason he's in a, he's in at number three here. Uh, Yeah. He pretty much just does what he wants. Um, from game to game, if it, we, it, we've seen some games this season. He's thrown the ball, you know, 30, 40 times. So I, it's almost just like the coaches just go to him, do whatever you want. If you want to throw the ball as much as you want, do that. If you want to run as much as you want, do that. Because there was a point in the season where he was leading the team in rushes as well. It's just he he's the type of player you want in fantasy, but he's not the yeah. type of player you want as the quarterback of your football team. So, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy wise, you know, pick him up. But if I was a Philadelphia fan, I would not be completely sold on him being my my quarterback, despite the fact they are nine and seven at the moment. So I was about to say, maybe yeah. we are being a bit tough on him because they've yeah. got a winning record. They're looking at the playoffs yeah. in the in the yeah. NFC. Um, just, it's been yeah, it's been uh, impressive. I just don't think it's like sustainable. But anyway. He gets tend, fantasy points, so that's what it matters. I tend to agree with you. And you know, this this is a guy who could be a top five. Well, we're expecting him to be a top three quarterback next season, and he could be out of a job halfway through the year. That's the, <laughs> that's that's the thing with Jalen Hurts right now. On to number four, who is the second uh, averaging quarterback this year behind Josh Allen? It's Justin Herbert, um, who you know picked up picked up from you know where he left off in his rookie season. He he's been amazing. Yeah, he was the second highest averaging quarterback as well this season. So. You know, he was another guy who was, you know, in the MVP discussions after the sort of first few games of the season as well, where he just throws just touchdowns for fun. Um, yeah. He doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot either. Um, you know, he's shown a little bit of an ability to run the ball, but with, you know, he's got, he's got you know, weapons um, as well. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who, you know, at the start of the season was killing it, you know, Austin Eckler. So um, it's pretty clear the charges a soul on him as their starting quarterback and want to build the team around him. So I think he's just going to go get better and better. And, you know, obviously next season in his third season, I think he's, I, I think he honestly could, could be um, good enough to win an MVP. Yeah. Well, he broke the passing record over the first two years with a couple of games to spare as well. Um, he's on a, he's on a hall of fame trajectory right now, Justin Herbert. They just need to build the team around him and Austin Eckler. Um, Patrick Mahomes in at fifth. He was the first uh, uh, QB taken off the board in most drafts this year. He's a guy that uh, hasn't had his best season, that's for sure. Um, but he's still got the Chiefs, you know, firing and they're going to take out their division. Um, you know, there's not too much going wrong for Patrick Mahomes, even if the the media about him hasn't been great. Um, yeah, he's one of the most reliable quarterbacks uh, in the in the league. You know, throws big passing yard numbers, goes and gets plenty of touchdowns. Obviously, has a ton of weapons as well. So, I don't think there's really too much to worry about from him. And you know, if 
after seeing sort of some of the games that Kansas played this season where, you know, he wasn't that great, um, if that's the worst that he's going to play, then I think there's not really a whole lot to worry about with him if we've seen his worst already. Now, some apologies. Obviously, our top five, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. We're missing out on the, the probable MVP of the season here, Aaron Rodgers, who's had another incredible year, obviously. Um, the, the glow up from the first week when they lost to the Saints down in Jacksonville to now, um, nobody really expected this from the Packers after that first game. I thought everything was going to implode. But Rodgers have been insane. Lamar Jackson is here. Um, we know how good he is on the ground. He's just not a great passer of the ball right now, a bit like Jalen Hurts. Uh, Dak Prescott hasn't had his great best season. Um, and Joe Burrow is a, a guy that I think could be knocking on the door here. I'd probably have him at six, in my opinion, here. And then Tom Brady as well, who just keeps on keeping on at you know, age 50,000. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Brady, as we said with Gronk, can he keep it up again next season? I think he'll be 45 heading into next season. But obviously, was really, really good again this season. Um, but yeah, I think there's just, I don't think you want to doubt him just because, you know, you can't really doubt Tom Brady because he's proven everyone wrong, you know, his whole career. But yeah, there, there is that chance that maybe next season we start to see him maybe sort of sliding slightly. But I think that, you know, besides on him, the other sort of four guys are guys that they could easily slot into that, that top five as well. Um, you know, just based you know, on how good their season is, especially a guy like Joe Barrow. I could see him, you know, as we've seen the last of the few weeks, he's a guy that, you know, could easily, you know, be just as good as what Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes are doing as well, where, you know, passes the ball for a lot of yards and gets plenty of touchdowns as well. Yeah, we would need some uh, pretty decent improvement, but two guys that I will be watching out for on this list. Trey Lance, if he gets the Niners job, um, what he does on the ground is super impressive. And then also... Justin Fields, who has been, you know, a bit disappointing for the Bears, but um, his experience has, has been pretty good this year. I think, you know, he's grown up a fair bit and he should get the keys to the to the system next year. And he's also really good on the ground. He's a little bit like Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Um, so I think uh, he could be a guy who could be knocking on the door of the top five next year as well. For the last time this season, Ben, what are you most looking forward to um, coming up? Uh, so it's the Raiders versus the Chargers game. Um, that's the first game I'm looking forward to. It's the primetime game yep. um, on Monday here. So both teams are currently, you know, obviously in the same division, both sitting at nine and seven. So it's pretty much whoever wins this game is going to be locked into a playoff spot. So there's definitely plenty to play for in that game. And then the other one is the Ravens and the Steelers, obviously another divisional game where currently the Steelers only hold the lead over the Ravens because they drew that game earlier this season. So yes, the Ravens yeah. are eight and eight and still are eight, seven and one. So it's another you know, massive game here because it's sort of depending on how other games shape out, um, you know, one of whoever wins this game as well could also sneak into a playoff spot. If say um, the Colts lose or, you know, whatever happens to that Chargers Raiders game. So there's massive implications with those two games and how the AFC playoff picture shapes out. Um, but yeah, what are you looking forward to? Well, firstly, I'm interested in this Raiders Chargers game because I've heard if the Colts lose, however unlikely that is, the Raiders and the Chargers only need a draw. Okay. So, what are the chances that they just kneel it out each, you know, 15 times each, 
and walk into the playoffs together holding hands. That would be that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> uh, for me, the, the Rams, the Rams and the Niners is must watch. Um, I can't wait for this game. As a Niners fan, I'm very nervous, but it's also a watch to see if Cooper Cup can break that record. Um, it, he's going to do it in a game more. Um, but and he, he also talked about that Ben um, over the, over the week about how you know he doesn't think it really counts and all that kind of stuff because he does get get an extra game, but. What he's done this season has just been so impressive, and um, you know, for two to get two thousand yards on a year is just something. It's it's almost unheard of, um, and no one really expects it from Cooper Cup this year, and uh, with a new QB as well, which is pretty insane. Matthew Stafford, um, he is you know, absolute box office right now. Um, the Niners, they're looking to bounce back after just a depressing loss to the Tennessee last week, but. Um, I expect this game to go down to the wire and the Niners need this win and the Rams need to consolidate their um, spot atop the NFC West. Um, So I think this is going to have some huge playoff implications and it should be a really good game to watch as well. We're done here, Ben. We're finished up for the year for our pod. Um, This has been a lot of fun and uh, it's been a pretty crazy ride uh, coming in here. It's my first kind of proper season of NFL fantasy for you. I know you're a veteran and, and you've had a couple of wins under your belt beforehand, but a um, bit disappointing for neither of us to walk away. Obviously Dan started this ride with us. He had to get the boot because of his uh, on-field record, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but next year, I'm sure Tuttle will come in and, and own this podcast because he is the champion um, very deservedly. So, but uh, until then, make sure you follow us at Drop Punters Pod on Twitter and the innersanctum.com.au. It's where you can go for all your fantasy football content. We'll have some stuff out over the offseason, some, some rankings, um, and a look ahead to, to next season as we get through some free agency, maybe some draft stuff as well. I'm looking forward to all that kind of stuff um, for the NFL. Uh, until then, we're looking forward to the final week of the fantasy regular season. And uh, we're looking forward to the NFL playoffs as well. Who do you think? We'll take out the Super Bowl, Ben. Do you have a Do you have a tip? Oh well, obviously I'm going to say the Patriots, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Nah, in all seriousness, I think that we're probably oh, the Kansas make it again. I, I yeah, don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to tell. Kansas can Green Bay, you know, make it. I th- I think it'll be interesting if Green Bay make make the Super Bowl, yeah. especially with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. I would. Yeah. I kind of want them to make it, but. But um, but yeah, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure you want your 49ers to uh <laughs> to you know see if they can sneak in there. Yeah, I'm a bit more realistic with that one. I don't think we're a chance. Our defense secondary is just not up to scratch. But uh, a team that I'd like to see make it is the Cowboys. I have a lot of a lot of guys on that team. I absolutely love. Um, but realistically, I think Tampa goes back to back, and Tom Brady is the goat. We all know it. Um, so he'll be, yeah, he'll be out for it. He's as competitive as they get. And that Tampa side is absolutely stacked, even with no Antonio Brown after his exploits on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll be watching this week. We'll be watching the NFL playoffs. Um, and that's it for this season. So we'll see you uh, next year for our NFL fantasy content.